Okay. What, okay. what does bootleg mean? It means like rough. Like okay. like the bargain basement version of. Okay, yeah, this is the bootleg episode. This is the bootleg episode. <laughs> We've literally just turned up to the studio with... Oh my God, are we recording? Love that. Okay. With nothing set up. <laughs> no booking. No, I'd accidentally like thought I'd booked and then just not booked. Holy shit. And then <laughs> we've had to like just set the whole shit up ourselves. We were late. Um, so yeah, let's just uh, roll with it, I think. Great day. <laughs> great, great day. Yeah, it's um, coming on top of a... <laughs> a long, long day. Turbulent day. Okay, let's get into it. Um, so today we are with a fucking amazing comedian. She does stand up. She's got her own radio show and she's just written her own TV show for Comedy Central. How cool is that? Jordan Gray. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. What a lovely way to introduce a person. <laughs> All the things I've ever done, I feel like you just said. Thank you. That's nice. Why was your day so bad? Well, I'm sorry that your days were bad. Why was it bad? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I, I can't get over how extra cockney you've just got oh. i love it <laughs> <laughs> it's whenever there's a microphone on i feel like i've got to hide my real personality and russell brand comes out instead but yeah i don't know why this is where i'm from i actually am from essex um, um yeah our days were just um yours was family mine was work right yeah pretty much yeah my work took an absolute nosedive today so yeah. my shower broke so i'm pretty sure i smell right now no change there <laughs> yeah well yeah. depends what day of, we record uh, semen on. this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're recording on a Wednesday, not a Tuesday. So it, like, today it's BO, not semen. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Rude, but okay. <laughs> uh, thank you for coming on, though. Of course, it's really nice. I found my way eventually. We're in like the pit of nowhere. It's, we but, are, but in a way, that makes it all mysterious and sexy as well. There's a bright red light behind you as well, which adds to <laughs> yeah. that sexy. Oh my God, yeah. And do you know what? Yeah. That wasn't a choice, but we can change the <laughs> colour. We can change the colour unless it makes you feel like a bit like a hooker. No, I like it. You no, do? It yeah, suits yeah. you, Danny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, well, I'm used to it. That's why <laughs> yeah. the red was a natural choice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, yeah, it's really lovely to be here to talk to you about the things that are happening <laughs> yeah. in the world. Well, I remember seeing you for the first time do stand-up. Uh, we did stand-up together on the same night. And actually, you came up to me afterwards. And you were like, oh, you were really good. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, well, I take that as a compliment because I'm pretty sure you were headlining. I'm not, maybe. Maybe in the last few years or so, I've been headlining. We're t- talking about GMB, presumably, yeah. down there near... Yeah. Gay, late, get G-A-Y late. G-A-Y late. Yeah, there's a little gig. There's lots of things around there. One of those things is a comedy club. (laughs) And it's giggles. It's one of my favourite ones. It's a nice place to try new material because it's low pressure. You know, when you do your first time, it feels terrifying, but it's quite low pressure. I love how you're like, this is a good place to do new material. That's the place where I'm like doing other gigs where I'm doing new material and then I'm going to G&B and I'm doing yeah. like headlines. That's your premiere. Yeah, basically. Well, it's because you want to do well, right? It's one of those places you don't want to disappoint. Like, I, I never want to disappoint Kyle Wallace, who runs it. I want to like yeah. make sure he thinks I'm really good. Bless him. Yeah, like, he's lovely. How yeah. long have you been doing stand-up? Two and a half to three years, I think. And that was coming off 10 Fuck years of doing... off. Yeah, but... Wait, I, 10 I, years of what, sorry? Music. I was a oh, pop okay. singer for 10 years, which means I've been on stage for 13 and a half years. So I think that equates to a couple of years of stand-up. Like, 10 years of music means you 
become so comfortable being on stage you don't have to relearn that okay, but learning true. to speak without an instrument is really scary yeah my first gig I was like where's my keyboard this is how I normally get attention I ain't got a keyboard <laughs> oh no oh, what's to do with airplane food or whatever like, oh. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you've only been doing it for like two and a half to three years and you're it. already on Comedy Central you're going to be my mentor whether you like it or not <laughs> what would you like to know what should we do because we can reciprocate I'd like to learn some things from both of you <laughs> I would love to just know like how did you make it happen because I've always thought about writing like a little sketch show or something how would you describe it because not necessarily a sketch show is it no com- um, Transaction is a new series yeah. from Comedy Central UK and it's a sitcom short form sitcom and I'm literally playing myself with a different name and I work in a supermarket <laughs> instead of being a comedian yeah. <laughs> have you ever worked in a supermarket no but don't tell anybody that because they I'd said yeah no this is all real real life experience what I meant by that is the interactions are real so I play myself and I'm a transgender person so I'm in that I'm also transgender trans but, Action. Transaction, right? Yeah. Weren't my idea that name. I had a better name than that. What was, your, okay. what was the name that you had? Beans on Tits. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Beans on Tits. And it was all through all the internal memos. They were like, we're making a show called Beans on Tits. Here's your invoice for Beans on Tits. And then someone came up and was like, you know, we can't actually call it that. We're just, that's the name for the placeholder for now. I was like, of course we can't call it that, you maniac. I knew it wasn't going to be called Beans on Tits. <laughs> why? I just it don't make any sense. <laughs> are there any um are there any like jobs that you call upon experience with in order to imagine yourself as a retail worker? <gasps> That's a really good question. Um, no, I've got no. Uh, maybe I worked like at a bar when I was a teenager. So you're dealing with customers, but this is set on the night shift deliberately. So there's no customers really. There's one episode where there's a customer, and the rest is me just uh, getting away with shit because it's like an affirmative action hire in the in the the show in the play in the tv show oh you're the token yeah, yeah exactly that's oh i love that yeah but getting away with so much and nobody wanting to say anything because that's the the nature of yeah, this character yeah uh, so you definitely so can get away with it i oh shout it across the office when something doesn't go my, my way i always go i'm a minority <laughs> always it's my thing i'm a minority it's one of the things I've noticed that people have picked up as well on social media. People have been like, oh, this is what we love about the show is that you just really like take the piss out of yourself. I with love it. it so much. Imagine if I was like, I'd like to think. To get really I'm, seriously. Right, yeah. <laughs> if I, I'd hope I'm not a dickhead in real life, but may, maybe I am. I hope not. But I love the idea that she is like trans people are just people. Some people are dickheads. Ergo, some transgender people <laughs> yes. are going to be dickheads as well. Oh my God, so finally nice somebody that. that says it too. Yeah, I've been yeah. saying the same thing for so many I'm years. high five. Dickhead but to it's dickhead. Very, it's <laughs> trans dickhead to trans dickhead. Yeah, but do you know what? It's the same for like the... Like it. It's oh the same God. for the... Uh, Excuse me, minority speaking. <laughs> I'm a minority. It's, it's, international, minority. it's international Women's Week. Yeah. Shut up. Uh, I think that means women that were born women. Controversial. This just in. Let's I knew discuss. there'd be an episode that got us cancelled. Thank you for that. <laughs> Listen, I wouldn't say it in front of two people that I knew I could say couldn't yeah. say it in front of no just yeah. thousands of listeners that you know you can't <laughs> <laughs> they're not here <laughs> have them all on um, next week it's the same with gay people though like a lot of gay people don't want to like they don't want to call out other people from the community if they're in the wrong just because all right it's not a nice thing to do but at the end of the day like we're always trying to promote that no matter what minority you are we're all people and yeah the fact is some people are dickheads whether they're gay or not yeah Yeah. and that's it's got to be okay to say that because otherwise your entire like everything you're championing is based on sort of a weird lie yeah (laughs) we're all perfect yeah yeah and also that like you know you kind of you kind of feel entitled just because of the rainbow like it's not cute 
Yeah. No, and that's the, that and we, the whole idea. And we get stuck with a really ugly flag too. I fucking hate the trans flag. <laughs> I think it looks like Neapolitan ice cream, but if you replace the chocolate with bubble gum. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. such a yeah. shit flag, isn't it? When they plaster it across everything, they couldn't have gone more obvious. Baby blue, baby pink and white. Uh, yeah. Fuck off. I would have had something more, way more fun than that. I, like tits yeah. and balls. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Isn't the whole like, it's funny how it's like you're kind of meant to be not representing stereotypical gender, but then they've got with baby pink and baby blue. Yeah, I have to admit something now. I only just realised that when you said it. What? <laughs> I know this sounds so stupid. Boy I just girl, this boy girl in between. The ghost. Yeah. In the middle. The I go- can't believe that. The ghost of the dead gender that you were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't dead name me. That's what I always say when people call me Russell Brand online. They're like, oh, Russell Brand's back. I'm like, don't dead name me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, you have a very infectious and lovely laugh. Oh, thank you so much. much. Have you been told that before? Anthony said that before. It's either infectious and lovely or annoying and please shut up. No, no, certainly the former. (laughs) I'd like to hear it again. I'm going to try and make you laugh again. (laughs) People have said it to me about you. Yeah. What, annoying? No, lovely and infectious, yeah. (laughs) Infectious for sure. You've been infectious and called infectious before, yeah. Yeah, normally down the clinic. (laughs) (laughs) But I I really want to know how you got the show... Just basically, how did you get it to happen? Like, with what happened with regards to the process? Yeah, well, I wrote um, a little mini trailery type thing, and I was playing myself literally, Jordan Gray, and then another comedian called Stephen Trumbull, who you might have come across at GMB. We're playing ourselves in a pub, talking in a very heightened way, and we filmed it, and it looks really good. And someone from Comedy Central came to see it at BFI, British Film Institute. We thought we'll screen it and make a big deal out of this thing that's five minutes long, make a huge thing. People drove from all over, and we never told them it was five minutes. So then it ended, and they're like, oh, okay, uh, well done, well done. <laughs> um, thankfully, someone came to see it, and I called, and they just happened to be looking for something like that at the time, and I think that's a big part of it. Do your bloody best always, and also accept that it will only work if you've done your best and they want it at that moment. You could be Da Vinci, and if people don't want Da Vinci, then yeah. it's not going to work. Yeah. Um, Wait, when you say they wanted it at that moment, are you saying that they wanted something that was relating to uh, being trans or that they were looking for something that was in its short form? Sh- short form? Short, yeah, form. They short okay. form. And I think there's probably some truth to the fact they wanted something that was hitting on some subjects that weren't being talked about. Sure. Transgender being a thing. I don't think they were wanting to nail that right on the head. That's an expression they just made up. <laughs> um, it, I don't think they were going for that specifically, but when they saw it, I think they were like, oh, yeah, this is what we what we were trying to fill with sure. the gap. Which is really nice and I just get to be that. Um, and it's a big American corporate machine. It's Viacom, big American company that owns Comedy Central. But they didn't really make me change too much. I've had nightmares that they were going to be like, well, change, live. She's now, I don't know, a pilot. And she's got a dog, a talking dog. <laughs> None <laughs> and of that the main character is so. sis. But, you know, it's all the yeah, same. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't worry about all that side of things. Um, um, so how do you get things into, like, uh, BFI and stuff? Is that just kind of a... I had a very dedicated producer that you rent out the space and so long as it's got enough of a pedigree, they think people will come, then you, you know, that's... It's a case of m- making sure enough people can see it. Like, you don't have to have a special license to do something in BFI. You just, uh, you just rent the room and okay. put on a good show. Like yeah, I think it's all. You and you know, like when people rent those spaces and that, do they do they often have like kind of scouts from networks and that there? Or? Yeah, I think that's the point. You you want to bring scouts somewhere nice. Like say I do Edinburgh Fringe every year. Of yep. what most comedians want to take an hour to Fringe, and you want to get press into a comfy space. If you're playing under a staircase, which a lot of people do, like it, uh, probably literally some people are coming out of staircases. 
you no one's going to come and sit through that. You want to take them to the nice room. So you'll spend a bit more money for a nice comfy room and then they'll come and sit through and watch the show. So it's the same principle. We show it somewhere really nice. They can have an afternoon wine and whatever. And they, you know, and five minutes of film, film, <laughs> film yeah, and an hour of chat and begging. Please let us put it on TV. And now that it's made, it's doing so well for the channel that it looks fingers crossed like it'll go to TV. I literally looked at it the other day and your the Facebook page for it has over two million followers. Yeah, it's mad. Very, very lucky, very happy. It's ridiculous. That's wow. It's the fastest viewed thing they've ever made, apparently. So, oh my god, yeah. that's mental. I get to like walk in there like a returning hero, like it was all me. Obviously what actually <laughs> is the case is I just happen to be on the front. Loads of people worked on it, made it amazing. Yeah. And I get to come in like, well done, me. That <laughs> pink pound really does go yeah. far, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, the exchange I wanted rate to is ask pretty good right now. <laughs> what? I wanted to be like, did they, did they pay you a lot for it? <laughs> it's good money for TV. It's one of the places where, you know, you work so hard to get in for no money. And once you're there, if you're being consistent, yeah, it's good. It's yeah. Really good. You're paid by like the page rather than by like the end product or whatever. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good. So like we're doing a two-hour episode yeah. next week. <laughs> yeah, it's a big avant-garde thing. I think she's going to go on holiday for a week. Let's, uh, let's film that. Yeah, it's, it's it's comfortable. And then that will pay for Fringe this year. So I'm going to take an hour to Edinburgh Fringe. You um, mentioned... Do you know what dates you're there? Sorry. Or Fringe is the whole of August. So I'll be there for the whole of August. Oh, I'm going to go for... Si I'm going for six days. Amazing. You'll have a great time. Have you been before? No. Danny, have you been before? No, I haven't. But my... Um, my Ex, who we've also had on the show, oh, wow. he's been. Um, he he goes to he uh, he performs at Fringe every year, and he's been on my case for years, telling me you you have to come, you have to come, and I'm yeah. desperate to come. Leo, when we had him on the show, mm. um, we did. A, he, he's got a, he's got a show called Transgressive. Okay, that um, nice. he he does, and it's about um, being a man that dates trans women. It's really okay. funny. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Might that's be cool. worth you linking up with him. Actually, that'd be fun. Yeah, never thought about that. But that's that's a niche thing to have a show about. That's yeah. that'll do well. He yeah. got banned from two comedy clubs for being transphobic when he was talking about dating a trans woman. It was really weird. Oh right, because he's because he's experienced this, so he's giving first-hand accounts. Yeah, but it seems like he's just yeah. It's like a familiarity. Like say when somebody's married a person of a different race, and then they can make jokes because it's their husband or wife, and people think you can't say that. But if yeah. you live with someone, you will have those little idiosyncrasies. Kind of like what I just did earlier. Uh, excuse me, you don't live with me. <laughs> I live with you in the studio. <laughs> what happened earlier? I need to know now. The trans joke. <laughs> we like, oh, oh, right, earlier in the conversation. Yeah. Sorry, I thought something had happened before you showed up. No, just yeah. standing in the rain, hoping that we could be let into this fucking studio in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and here we are all together, cooking under this little red light. It's nice. Do you know what? I reckon if I turned it blue, we'd feel cold. Yeah, I, I agree. It's yeah. psychological, but I like okay. it. Yeah. And yeah, what 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 would the other colours be? Like yellow, or like purple? And we think we were at the sunbed job, and we all got naked. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Planting seeds early. I like that. <laughs> Not got long though. So if that's going to happen, it should happen. Oh, we have. We're, <laughs> we're all right. We're all right for time. You mentioned that you had a um, a long music career before you got into comedy. Yeah. Uh, was that pre-transition or was it a bit transition? Both. Bit yeah. both. It was six or so years under the stage name Tall Dark Friend, which sounds so pretentious now. At the time, it was like, that's the coolest thing ever. Because do you remember there was a band called Get Cape, Wear Cape, Fly? Yes. Right. So it was a time when it was sort of trendy to have names that were like sentences or like they sounded like bands, but it's just me, Tall Dark Friend. And I transitioned about six years into that um, just before I did The Voice. 
Um, so I was the first trans person on The Voice, uh, which means nothing now because I'm a comedian. But at the time, that was like a that was a thing. Oh, that's what cool. did you sing? I sang uh, five things. I was semi finalist, so. Uh, just like a woman by Bob Dylan, which I like turned into like I wanted to reappropriate it as like a transgender anthem. It was nice. Uh, this woman's work by Kate Bush. I was oh, like, I love isn't that so that lovely? Song. Gorgeous that is a nice song. song yeah. um, um, with the next one, Shania Twain, man, I feel like a <laughs> out of interest. <laughs> I feel like we've got a running theme here, Jordan. <laughs> it was it was very like gender specific until round three where I was like I'd quite like to just do a non-gender related song so I did Real Gone Kid by Deacon Blue which is really nice because you're a real gone kid do you know that one? no it's on oh, like a little shampoo yeah. adverse yeah uh, then Cars did, yeah. is it not on Cars adverts? Cars yeah, 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 <laughs> oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah 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 Cars go home <laughs> set me in a bitch <laughs> go home okay about thought you'd meant like the Disney Pixar movie, which would have yeah. Cars. That would have been really cool. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever thought about doing Disney Pixar? <laughs> Not more money. Cars. I like the way you Cars. say it. It sounds like a car horn. So you got quite far <laughs> you got quite far in the voice then too. Yeah. Yeah. Or the semi final with Paloma Faith. Do you know? Oh, we know love her. Her. And since I left music and started comedy she popped me in a last music video for warrior loads of people she'd worked with over her life she stuck us in it and then at the end we all get credited and i'm credited as jordan gray comedian so i thought amazing so i hadn't been doing it that long when that happened so what a lovely thing to do nice little as promo. the person that did my music career so much justice then she was like oh she's a comedian now go watch her be funny oh, oh that's nice i love Paloma. she's amazing How, what made you transition from music to <laughs> <laughs> you're a fuck I self-identify I always knew deep down that I was born in the wrong career uh, it was, uh, I kind of felt like I didn't want to that I like getting a reaction from people and if you make somebody laugh that's a lot quicker than having to wait three and a half minutes for a song to finish for them to go oh well done you did well during that song I would like that reaction in your like instant gratification definitely it's just like, for the validation yeah. really yeah you can get a, a you can get through anyone's barrier if you make them laugh somebody that would hate you you if they if you see that little smirk you're like that's it I've I've sort of saved the world a little bit if there's somebody that's really not understanding the transgender thing and I make something that makes them go yeah, what? Well, fair enough. That was quite funny. Then I'm like, right, I've done my job for the year. I feel like I'm a superhero. So yeah. yeah, it's that. I think it's that. Do you get that a lot? No, that's a rare occurrence. But when it happens, it's yeah, it makes it all worth it. Mm. Like I, I don't know. There's one little joke I told about. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, you can't change your sex. I'll talk about this a lot. It, it can't be done. You can change your gender. You can't change your sex. That's a very old-fashioned word, sex yeah. change. I said, I weren't... It's genetics. I was not bitten by a radioactive woman, right? Like, <laughs> And this guy at the back is like, I just literally heard everything was quiet because it didn't get that much of a reaction. The guy goes, yeah, right. That's quite funny, that, to be fair. <laughs> and he's just been looking the other way all night. And I was like, that's it. That was my gig sorted. <laughs> Um, out of interest, when you're pulling for material, obviously with being trans, you, there's a bloody ton of things you can use to make people laugh. Things that people don't necessarily already think about that comes with it, comes with the territory. Mm. Do you envision yourself as you move forward in your comedy career always pulling from the fact that you're trans? Because I think there's quite a lot to be said for um, gender identity, um, not politics, but like the usage of it and how far will that go? I know people in the public... Um, public eye that it seems that the only thing they can pull from is that identity and that they no longer become actual just people that happen to have that yep. rather than 
just the people that they were. Do you, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. They've just become like a political object and it's just that and they serve that function. Yeah. It's, it's a really easy thing to jump off from. It's a great little diving board. I will keep telling those jokes until I don't think they're... Um, like when I run out of clever stuff, I won't do it anymore. There's mm. no, there's nothing yeah. funny about the really broad ones. But I'm, um, it, when you are transgender, you obviously you get like put on this pedestal, and loads of people talk about that to and at you. So you think, oh, that must be a really important thing, and it's the center. I'm, you know, at the center of everybody's universe. Um, but then, I, luckily, I come from music, so that's a whole side of my life that's genderless. So I could talk, talk about music. And yeah, I'm a Cockney. I'm a bit of a, I don't know. I'm all sorts of silly things that. Aside from that, I'm very, very lucky. I feel like I've, I've got an idea. I'm bit, at least working my way to a three-dimensional identity. Yeah. It's hard not to talk about it. Um, and I think it's nice the, for the first few specials, like my first Netflix special, I sure, of course, mention it. Second one, probably mention it at the beginning and then not again for 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. This isn't, wait, is the, have you got an actual Netflix special no, yet? No, no that's the hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, okay, great. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Put it out into the universe. Is that how you want to? And you know what? When you need like funny people to star in it. Yeah. I will be in that audition room auditioning in for a, a part. In a special. A- Anthony's going to make the coffee at the back of the room. That would be very kind of you. If oh, you, you mean the stand-up special? Yeah, yeah, stand-up. <laughs> oh. if, if, you, if you came onto, my, onto the stage during a stand-up special, I'd be very enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take over for Oh, my God, you'd be the Kanye to Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish this joke. <laughs> um, is that what you... Is that, on the cards for you in your do you perceive a career in that in this in comedy oh my god i would love a netflix special yeah yeah 100 percent. that's i think that is what i want to do ultimately <laughs> um but it's just like having the time to like really invest into it you yeah. know what do you do you have a day job like with regards to i mean obviously now you're a screenwriter yeah no there's always been either music or comedy i'm very lucky so i uh i still play music for corporate which is like not as fun. It, what a stupid thing to complain about. Oh, I don't like playing music with my feelings and stuff during the day. It's a, I've got a lovely job, but when it's not exactly what you want to do and, you know, it's 2020. So like, I don't know, I'm 31, but I do have that mentality, like that young person mentality of if, if I'm not doing exactly what I want to do, I'm really annoyed. <laughs> yeah, we're all so woke to our yeah. own feelings now, aren't we? <laughs> Just, what what's What is your trajectory, Danny? What are you thinking? Where would you like to end up in the entertainment industry? Um, I don't think I do. Okay. Um, it's changed quite a lot over the years. I um, I was a nightclub manager for a lot of years. Oh, yeah. um, and I think that's kind of where I get my hardness from in the way that I think about things because I was always, I was like chucking people out and stuff like that. And I, I think I've almost got that Pe- Peggy Mitchell quality to me <laughs> in one respect. <laughs> of like, this is my fucking pop. Yeah. Um, but then um, I... I was lucky enough to have a job that allowed me to travel the world for like three years. I was not here. I was always all over the place. And now I've got a really, really corporate life. I work in the city, like nine to five. I don't know if it is forever. Um, I've I've toyed with doing stand-up quite a lot um, of times, but I think it's actually having the nerve to um, try and piece it together. Leo always says it does. Mm, yeah. and, um, and I would. I just don't really know where I'm going to end up. I thought everything was really mapped out um, until probably about two years ago. And then I was like, actually, nothing needs to be permanent. So let's just do this and earn some money for a bit and then see what the next bit is. For me, it's um, I have a lot of other motivations 
um, not just career-wise. So It's difficult when you can't get the money for it straight away. Do you know what I mean? A lot of the time you've got to pay your dues. Especially in until, you can, yeah, yeah. until you can get there. Yeah. And then you start making good money somewhere else along the way. And then it's like, oh, that, that deters your aspirations a bit. Totally, yeah. And it's just like being torn in all different directions, I think, as well, because there's like a personal life of like settling into a relationship and uh, and wanting to settle and like kind of put your roots into that. And then there's a career life and then there's all different things that factor into it. Um, and I think becoming self-aware is something that is definitely having more so in the last like six months. So yeah, yeah. we'll see. You're sober too, right? You're Yeah, you seven and a half years, something like that, which means so nice. I never... Um, have drank like as a woman never it's never entered my bloodstream oh, which wow. is so cool because yeah. the estrogen like there's different ways to take it of course you can inject or take tablets I just take tablets and they uptake into my blood as well as they possibly can because there's no alcohol getting in the way so I was told that can oh my god this. really yeah oh my god a little bit. I've, I've been on estrogen for 10 years yeah. and drank for nine and a <laughs> yeah. half of them <laughs> <laughs> oh my god can you imagine where I could be now I could have been Beyonce <laughs> holy shit I fucked it the amount of gear that I put in my system in the last 10 years I fucked it <laughs> oh no what about me I could be fucking Sylvester Stallone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or someone else. You don't take estrogen or testosterone. <laughs> no, but do you not just... I, okay, I think testosterone is right to everything, though. I've seen testosterone yeah. get injected into people and all of a sudden they are machines. It's amazing. Testosterone, I I feel like testosterone as a hormone supplement is so much more impressive than estrogen. Estrogen can take years until people notice effect. Testosterone, they inject into people. I feel like like 90 minutes later, they've got a moustache and yeah, balls. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, their labias hit their knees and they've got a yeah. tash within an hour. Yeah. It's madness. Back knee. I yeah. just think, you know, like um, the whole thing of Donald Trump not wanting transgender people in the army. Mm. And all I think when he says that is, you are missing a massive trick. Have you seen transgender men? Oh my God, <laughs> they yeah. are so effing masculine and there's no weakness downstairs. They're not going to get their nuts shot off, which is the only vulnerable bit of like most men in the of, army. Of cis men, yeah. Right. They are like actual action men. It's all smooth and they are so strong. They're <laughs> uh-huh. like the tanks. I was listening to a podcast actually yesterday and it was talking about um, trans people Mm -hmm. and saying that each, um, I mean, this is massively generalizing because obviously there's all sorts of variations, but um, that trans women tend to go in a direction of being like woman personified. We need to be, I mean, I'm probably one of the, like I go along with that, like I'm filled up and pumped and all sorts of stuff, but like we kind of go, women turned up to a hundred and trans men are all of us are like trans men. They go, they want to be like big and masculine, masculine. Whereas normally if you are um, kind of like born male or female, you don't have that automatic urge to go to the extreme. Yeah. 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 You're owning that side of your identity, aren't you? So yeah, like overshooting. I like it. I really, I, I personally from like a, I don't know, sexual standpoint. I like people that whatever they are, they are very confident in that thing. Yeah. So that, and that's, feminine masculine or either gender whatever it is but if it's there's something about consistency i really like someone that like knows who they are and i like super super feminine super super masculine guys um because um, i was gonna say you're married aren't you yeah got a nice yeah. little wife yeah cisgender she's got a womb and everything <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah it's um said that like that was a real thing been... that matters <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been married a uh, year or and a bit last july we got married oh no it's not been a year yet wow and how long were you have you been together Four years. 
It's um, I think it's quite a funny thing because from like an outsider perspective, especially outside of the LGBT community, mm. um, it's maybe something that a lot of people would struggle to grasp. The fact of, you know, somebody being transgender, a transgendered woman, then dating a woman. Yeah, it's an extra step. It's so strange that that is how people think. Mm. But like in the in the show, in Transaction, I was thinking like, I, so I'm married to a woman. So my love interests would be females in the show. But like, just so it didn't annoy people or confuse people or confuse the message. I was like, well, that's not the battle I need to fight right now. Sure. So she's after guys every episode. Okay. See, I think as well, like we are, we're, I don't think we're nearly... Um, nearly towards the end of the journey of the trans turning point. No. But I think as things become more normalized, maybe in five years, people will be like, oh, it's a trans lesbian. Like, it, it, yeah. because I do, uh, and I do, I have noticed way more over the past, like, year or two years. I mean, I, I transitioned in 2009. Okay. So a long, yeah. long time ago. And the, um, the, I feel like now there's way more trans people that are comfortable enough to be in same-sex relationships um and it's just completely different now even to just a couple of years ago i know loads of trans women who are in um women like in relationships with mm. women now yeah darcy do you know darcy silver yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah campbell she dates his oh yeah yeah so are you a lesbian or are you bisexual Bisexual, Bisexual, but even... Sorry, I'm like trying to put a label on everything, but... That's all right. Get in that box. <laughs> <laughs> Get in that box now. There is a box here. I should, <laughs> have box and I should disappear into it now. You've got a really cute laugh as well, though, but you always oh, turn around when you laugh. Don't like my... I'm missing a tooth, so I think it's because I laugh and then you see my teeth and I don't want you to climb Did in. Did you get hit? Oh, my God, not... <laughs> Did you get... No. Did you get hit? <laughs> 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 Tragic, would that be? No, I just... Um, fell out because I eat too many sweets. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah. I love sweets too. They're so good. I just quit energy drinks this morning and I've seen you've got a monster over there. Yeah. Other energy drinks are available uh, and I really want it. <laughs> you want it? No, you no, it's so sweet. They just gave it to me. No, no, no. I've, I've tried to quit because I think I've got <laughs> massive anxiety like just because of those. Because of caffeine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on one a day of those and I think I need to kick it. But do you know what? I feel like I don't eat meat. I don't smoke fags very often. I don't drink alcohol. Let me have something. Yeah, yeah for I sure. Actually, um, last week, this is a story. <laughs> last week, I decided <clears throat> that I wanted something. I wanted a vice. So I called my friend Elena and I said, I'd like the number for a man that sells marijuana, please. <laughs> 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 and now, historically, me and weed don't really mix. Mm -hmm. But um, I called this man. Yeah. Lo lovely man. I can't, man I can't remember what his name was um, and he was at my door in 15 minutes efficient that's quicker than Uber Eats yeah mm. look and uh, I mean keep in mind also <laughs> Uber Eats you're going to need one you need of those like, oh, yeah. well I thought so <laughs> so I prepared myself this because again I'd had a stressful day this was last Friday I had a stressful day at the office and I just decided okay today's the day that I embark on my marijuana journey I'd watched a lot about Chelsea Handler doing it and I thought <laughs> yeah. you know what that's the life for me a yeah. green one and so on the way home, so I, jealous. I actually stopped at two Tesco's. I stopped at one Tesco's and I thought, what food would I like if I was to smoke marijuana? And I bought lots. <laughs> so sweet. And I, and I bought a big box of red grapes. I bought a box of, um, <laughs> I bought a box of watermelon. Um, I bought some, um, some Dr. Pepper. 
and I thought this will be lovely. So then I left there and I was walking. <laughs> you're so like optimistically healthy. I know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so then I, I left. Oh, and I bought um, rolling tobacco and papers. And then I realized I was walking home. I should probably check what papers those were. I just, uh, and me ordering rolling tobacco was probably the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard. I was like, I would like the most popular brand of rolling tobacco. <laughs> 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 Didn't know what the fuck I was asking for. And she went, well, what, how big do you want it? I went, the average size. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought my averagely sized popular brand of rolling tobacco and my my also most popular papers, which turned out to be really small. And I thought they do not look spliff sized like they do in Snoop Dogg videos. <laughs> <laughs> so then I called my friend Jackie on the way up to, to my flat and I said, I've just bought these papers. And she said, what color are they? And I said, they're, they're blue and they're quite small. And she said, those are not the ones you need. You need to go and get the very big silver ones. So I called into another Tesco and she said, and you'll also need some junk food, not the fucking fruit, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Got myself some chocolate and some pop chips. Great. Um, went home this man was there at my he was waiting at my door as I arrived it was such an efficient service honestly I would highly recommend drug dealers if anybody <laughs> hasn't tried them and um, I mean they're not normally known for their efficiency well I bought this marijuana and I thought right it's time to get saucy <laughs> I went upstairs and uh, rolled the joint was quite proud of that I think that calls upon when I was smoking bags all the time and I was poor years ago so I started smoking rollies so I, th- I called upon that experience <laughs> um, and I rolled myself a big old joint And I thought, right, I'm only going to smoke half of it. And then I'm going to see how I get on with that. Holy shit, it knocked me out. I didn't eat any of the food. Some of it's still in my fridge. (laughs) (laughs) What about the weight? Where's the rest of the weight? It's in in a kilner jar in my flat because (laughs) it stank my fucking flat out. It does, yeah. Oh my God. First of all, I put it in a a glass heart-shaped little jewellery box. And I thought, oh, that's nice. And that's where I'll keep my drugs. Um, (laughs) But it wasn't effective in keeping the smell out. My flatmate was really pissed off. He lit enough candles. It looked like we were having like a, a sale in the flat so I put it into a kilner jar that I normally use for overnight oats and now it's under my bed in that oh. and that was the story of marijuana first time smoky story I've not, not got one I've never smoked weed before but that's, if I did that sounds like the trajectory I'd go I just that's went to sweet. sleep yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I need to be off it for like a couple of months I think um, so when I go back on it we can get stoned together <laughs> okay great well I need to learn how to do it and not just fall asleep because that's twice that I've just fallen asleep okay yeah because yeah, you don't really get to enjoy the high do you no like no. both times like the, the reason I thought to do it is because the night the week before I'd been really really struggling to sleep like I was up three or four times throughout the night and wide awake and it just was fucking me over at work I couldn't concentrate and so Elena funnily enough the connection to the dealers um, she rolled me a really, really small little one, and she said, um, "And she said, um, just smoke that, and um, and you'll go to sleep." And I did, but then I thought, okay, now I'll roll my own, and that'll mean that I get high instead of fall asleep. But I didn't. I was watching Pose, and uh, and everything went a bit wobbly, and I thought, I can't watch any more of this. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, I went to sleep. <laughs> I uh, my only drug taking story I got of in of a similar ilk is magic mushrooms. And I watched The Transporter 2 with Jason Statham. And it felt like it was going on for about five hours. right? And I kept turning around to my friend every half an hour. And I say that in inverted commas, half an hour. I was going, Matt, this movie is going on forever. And he just, he was like, shut up and watch the fucking movie. Half an hour later, 
dude, this is on forever. And apparently every two seconds, I was just turning around going, this movie is... <laughs> Time just shrank to nothing. Well, expanded for me, I suppose. That's yeah. The oh, yeah. Drugs are funny old things, aren't they? And I love that the film was Transformers. Sporter. Transporter. Oh, same principle. Oh, I could have okay. watched Transformers also, <laughs> yeah. though. Yeah. That's the only movies I'm allowed to we watch. We only watch things that have trans yeah. in the word. Yeah. Don't Google transgender because, yeah, you get the uh, Transformers have come up. There's, a, there's yeah. only two kinds of transgenders. There's good ones and bad ones. Decepticons and the Autobots. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you were yeah. going to say, like, the good ones and the porn ones. <laughs> oh, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're talking about, like, back in the day when they used to call them machine mails. Oh, my God. Like, I, right. So, uh, in terms of, point, like, yeah. lingo. Yeah. I have got the worst potty mouth and me and my friends generally do use the awful dreaded T world T word. We call each other trannies and we and we yeah. use but I do take ownership of it and I will always argue my case on it. Be like, it's my fucking word, I'll use it how I please. Yeah. Um my the word she male though reminds me of a Christmas about five years ago. My nan is like the nan from Catherine Tate, proper old cockney bird, right? <laughs> and um she was sat on Boxing Day eating dinner and my nan turns and she just goes always knew you were going to be a she-male <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah but for she her she sounds that like a riot oh my yeah. gosh she's wicked yeah <laughs> how do you feel about the old uh, slurs you know what it is with, with the she-male specifically it's like right as just straight white people if you want to watch porn you just type porn right yeah. and it comes up if you want to watch anything any degrees from that any further degrees you have to start typing in terms that you wouldn't want to use in everyday life yeah. so like if i want to see transgender women in porn uh, myself represented i've got to type those words because if you type transgender porn it's like 100 articles on transgender women in porn has gone up 12 percent well, they work yeah. the porn doesn't come up you have to the type demand in is there now. isn't it yeah, yeah. apparently oh the, the fourth highest search thing on Pornhub last year oh right that's gone down they bloody it's love us it? can't yeah. get enough of Beneath the old interest. chicks with dicks <laughs> <laughs> sluts with nuts never heard that like that <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be promiscuous if you have testicles but it does help so, <laughs> um, yeah so I don't I don't use the words uh Ever. I've, they just sound, they all sound really old school to yeah, me. Yeah, like, like I would never yeah. say the word. I think word. that's why I like <laughs> them. I think I like them because of the offensiveness that could be taken from there. Right. Do you have a lot of trans friends? N only in the entertainment, not in regular life. Don't know what Real to call life. It. That is my only life. Yeah. Yeah. And I, now in, in podcast life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, in, all in the, same, in the same sphere. Yeah, uh, uh, they just tend to be very eloquent and uh, like forward-thinking people in entertainment. So in real yeah, life, I don't yeah. don't really know. Real life, again. Don't know. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Oh my God, can't you? Can't, in my life, can't you can't, you can't swing people. a cat without hitting a fucking tranny. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Jordan, I can't get rid of them. And I also feel like I've run out of male friends because they all transitioned too. Oh, right. Holy shit, the t those late 20s, they really took me by surprise. Like, 2008 yeah. onwards, we've all transitioned. Uh, Agent Smith from The Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> just got to transform. Yeah. But no, I have got loads of trans friends, which I find very valuable. I, yeah. I I don't. I think a lot in our community, there's a there's a um, a risk of a lot of people take it as competition to be friends with trans sure, people. Sure. I think it's a blessing because I think that trans people are the funnest people to be around, in, and yeah. also the gays. <laughs> Just chuck that in there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, like On par. I like the gays too. My boyfriend said to me recently, he's like, "Do you know you've got no straight friends?" And I counted, I've got three. That's all right. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, that sounds yeah. balanced. They're, they're, t they're the tokens in my world. Fuck them. Yeah. One to help <laughs> Dirty you. Dirty breeders. <laughs> 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 
One to give you baby if you need. One to help you learn how to play golf. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, golf. one to watch uh, the Transformers movies with. That's, yeah. That's straight people things, isn't it? Yeah. That's what straight people do. <laughs> um, right, we're going to move on to uh, Fagony Yarn, which oh, sure. you're going to help us with. Oh, right. Okay. Speaking of slurs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, stop calling people aunts. <laughs> it's not all right. Um, so I'm going to read out one from Kai. And I thought this might be a good one for you to help weigh in on, uh, seeing as you've been with your partner for four years. Yeah. Um, Kai wants to know, how do you keep the spark there? Oh, that's a good question. Don't work for everybody, but the introduction of a third or fourth or fifth party is quite good. <laughs> as long as it's in a nice, happy, mutual, nice way. Like dogging. That's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one method, is, yeah, I suppose. Uh, Dogging yeah. is so old school, Danny. I told you I'm old school. I'm still using the word she-male. <laughs> You're owning the retro slangs there. I like it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dogging. I could imagine she-male dogging and... in the front of a VHS. <laughs> and it would not look out of place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What's uh, the difference between dogging and cottaging? When, what, <laughs> one's in a car, Some, one's somebody's in a got the money to have Somebody's got the money to have a car and the other one's doing it in urinals. <laughs> 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 um, so you introduce um, new people in. W- would you be open to being in, um, say, a thruple? Like, is it, is it a romantic thing or is it just? I think it's for me. It would be our half and half because I learned about this thing called demisexuality, which I, I don't mm. buy into all the new stuff because I'm just 31. I'm like, well, I know all the terms now. I know them. I'm going to stick with them. Yeah. I, I, I don't learn new things really well. But demisexuality, when you are slightly romantically entwined with someone or connected to someone, then it's more heightened sexual experience sure um, and I feel like maybe there's a little touch of that so I like to as in you're uh, romantic with more than one person I feel just that I can't I don't feel particularly sexually engaged with someone unless I have, feel emotional connection even oh, if okay. it's just a little chat even if it's like oh we both like you know Transformers movies Transformers yeah. movies oh let's connect on that oh what's this like I think there's something to be said for uh, that out of interest, because you're in a same-sex relationship, would you also bring in another woman, or is it completely open? Oh, That's yeah, quite a personal uh, thing. If you I think want to tell me to fuck off, no, it's a bit of both. I certainly wouldn't tell you to fuck off, Danny. You'd be oh. absolutely one of the highest contenders. But <laughs> thank of you, I don't mean to presume this oh, in any way. You're nice like... to know there are still offers in my world. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, just uh, I think Kai, just get in amongst it, mate. But oh, it should be mutual. Like my wife, for example, should be more comfortable with there being. Uh, with it not being romantically connected for very good reason, I imagine. And yeah. I don't need that. But Kai, I don't know you, Kai. So maybe have a little experiment. Find different combinations. You know, like those children's books where it's like a fireman and a, a nurse and a whatever zookeeper and you flip the things to make different combinations. Find <laughs> males, females, everything in between with different combinations and see what works for you. But always stop at animals. Good point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the elderly. Yeah, and if you're not going to follow, <laughs> you're if you're not gonna, if you're not going to follow that rule, solid advice would be peanut butter and a Labrador. Yeah, dog, <laughs> a very different kind of dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or peanut butter and the elderly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, both are very gummy and tonguey. I would feel. I've heard you can seduce them if you hang around the old people's home with the whatever's original in your hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. Oh. See, that wouldn't work for me. I just am not somebody that could be like, okay, do you know what? The relationship's getting a little bit dry. Let's bring in a third person. Because then I'd just be like, okay, the relationship's about to get real fucking jealous. Right. I feel like yeah. the, the terms, were the terms always that way or did you adapt over time? I think it adapted over time. It's bringing in one person at a time, not like 
not as a long-term thing, just for that individual engagement. And then the conversation, even having that conversation can spice things up, can't it? Just being like, what if there was someone else here right now? What if there's doing this? And you're like, oh, oh, oh I'm finished. And they never actually need to bring somebody else in. <laughs> yeah, so it's like the that. whole thing about how you uh, masturbate before you go on a hookup app and then you don't need it. Yeah, totally. If I, if I saw somebody else touch my boyfriend, I'd, I'd probably go to prison. I'm just not that type of person, I don't yeah. think. You'd be like, where's the lamp? I used to be... What, I, no, but you know... You, yeah. You know, I used to be fucking wild, Anthony. You know how wild I used to be. But none of those people I had a, a connection with emotionally. So I think, for me, the barrier yeah. closes at that point. And I've had my fun in the sun. And in the dark. And the rain. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the and club. The snow. <laughs> and the And the car. And the urinal. And the... <laughs> would you would you would you have an open relationship no babe i just said i would get fucking jealous i wouldn't even have a threesome i don't think no that's, yeah that's the i would difference. have a threesome but not while yeah. i was in a relationship yeah <laughs> yeah so, why not yeah um we're not yeah we're not an open thing that's important to say it's like because there's uh what do you call it on Unex- no the, it's, it's exclusive with like a little gate that opens for like one person at a time rather okay than, okay yeah. rather than just like Jet being a big over uh no no we tend to go to this oh that's a good yeah. idea yeah then it's I, like its own little island do you have a little signal when one of you wants to leave but the other doesn't you can be like pineapples no we will now and they will be pineapples that's, yeah because yeah. <laughs> i will imagine the way you said it as well the little pineapples little thing yeah i like, mean you could even make it funnier and just have a pineapple and then just one of you just pulls the pineapple <laughs> out of the bag yeah. when you're ready to or go, just go imagine it. the other person's eyes lighting up when they do pineapple. <laughs> yeah. where the fuck is that going <laughs> or just show up in a carmen miranda headpiece with a pineapple <laughs> yeah. in it just to spi- speaking of spicing things up kai that's how you could really get involved bring so, yeah, bring fruit into the relations fruit. <laughs> and uh, you know then you've got it there if you do decide to smoke some marijuana that watermelon is still sat in my fridge (laughs) go on danny what's the next uh problem for us okay this one is from anonymous by request um was in the uk and slept with someone half my age had some of the best sex of my life and now i'm back home half a world away and some severely infatuated with someone who probably isn't even thinking about me help Presumably you are from America or somewhere else then because if you said you were in the UK and you slept with someone half your age. Mm. Also depends on the age. Because yeah, if, you're I know. Tw- if, you're, if you're 21 <laughs> That's and what I was they are say. 10 and a half, it's probably best that you're in another country because <laughs> yeah. you can avoid the judicial system. <laughs> I think you've hit that one on the head, Danny, that the age there, the relative age is very important. Uh, so <clears throat> what kind of advice would you like? How to escape the federal police? Or, <laughs> yeah, what is it? Okay, well, I'm let's on say the run. That, let's say um, uh, Anonymous is... At the youngest then. 18, okay, let's right? say they're 36. Yeah. Okay. Or let's say they're 40 and they went with a 20-year-old. That simplifies it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. What's well, then we think... What do, and they want to know what to do. How to get over somebody that you slept with from the other side of the world who's half your age, I think the answer is pretty obvious, hun. Just get the fuck over it, isn't it? I mean, what are you going to do? Move to the other side of the world to be with someone half your age? It ain't going to last. Yeah. Well, not just that, but also like, you know, does this, how did you meet this person? Do you even know their name? The nursery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would like to know how intense and amazing this sex was if you felt like it was mutual then just track them down on social media yep. fi- speak to a few people find out where they live turn up at their door yeah colleen rooney <laughs> yeah if you yeah. are twice their age well, i think we should point out myspace is no longer in use you <laughs> <laughs> will have to use the apps that people are actually using bebo, yeah, bebo. been all over bebo Get right up in there bebo <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just a, a strange situation, isn't it, really? Yeah. Don't it's an unfortunate one, but I think if, you know, obviously you do need to move on. I would say just, you know, get under a few more people. Up to fucking lootly. Yeah. And just when they're not on your mind, it makes it a lot easier to get over someone, I think. So true. What's it called? Aversion therapy. Literally just get away from the thing that's that feels that you're addicted to. Oh, is that what it's <laughs> called? I was not scientific at all. But that is the word. That's what it? you're doing with Wade. Kind of, yeah. But what am I replacing it with? Being fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty I'm, much, babe. I'm trying to cut back drinking as well. So it's getting really boring. <laughs> Only to the other people that are on weed. Yeah, to the other people that aren't. You do you know what? I've got a lot more interest in probably, yeah. Stopping drinking and feeling boring is the tea. I, I, I mean, I've been off the roof for a few months now. And I went to my first properly social thing on Saturday, just gone. And I, it was the first time I really struggled. I was sat there and I was thinking, oh my God, I really, really either want to leave or drink. Yeah. Oh, was this when I was meant to be with you? Yeah. yeah, 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 it was. And it was the first difficult thing. So aversion therapy, get away from it, which I did. I got in a cab, went home. Mm. That's it. Well done. Yeah. It does work. I think it works for the early days. Mm. Yeah. Especially they... until you're kind of over that hump. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for the question, Anonymous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was our advice to you is... <laughs> Don't drink anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Don't smoke weed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even though you are so yeah. about dating someone half your age, Just our advice is stop drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you for helping us with the reader question. Oh, it's lovely. Thanks for having me. It's um, brilliant. Oh my God, no, honestly, you're so fucking funny. Guys, check out um, Transaction. Where can people watch this? You can watch it across Comedy Central UK's social media platforms. Here go. Facebook, YouTube and Instagram TV for now. Amazing. Also, you've got fantastic eyebrows. Thanks for saying that. I've been that. sat That's in nice. envy the whole time <laughs> with your eyebrow shape. You've got gorgeous, gorgeous eyebrows. Thank you. I'll take that with me and I'll think about that all the way home. Thank you. <laughs> That's really nice. And what's your, um, what's, have you got a name for your show in Edinburgh? If people are up in Edinburgh? Oh, yeah. At, at the moment, the working title is X-Man because it's all about superheroes. <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking well, I'm, It's pretty on the nose. I'm going to come... Um, Thank you. That's to TMI. <laughs> like, well, right now. Yeah. But you have to come and see me in return. Obviously, absolutely. Tell us about your show. I will. Um, well, just very quickly. I'm. I'm not doing a. I'm not doing a whole show. Mm-hmm. I'm just headlining for. Uh, it's called Wrong Comedy. Oh, cool. Okay. Wrong. Yeah, so yeah. it's all about like dark humour yep. and stuff like that. So yeah. So I'll be. But obviously, my sets are only ten minutes. So I'm sure I'll make your show at least one of the nights. Will you let Anthony Facetime me whilst you're on, so I can pretend that I'm there? That sounds really oh, nice. God, I was yeah. going to ask, what's your show, Danny? What's What's your show called this year? My show's a whole fucking mess, and it's just on my Instagram. You can <laughs> yeah. <give me laughs> follow along. Oh yeah, and if you want to follow Jordan on Instagram, you are at Tall Dark Friend on Instagram, Twitter, and facebook and all the other places are you gonna rebrand that out of interest no i like it because i like that people don't ask they just go oh yeah not and it's a nod (laughs) to it and And also you've uh you've had it for so long now like why change things up and confuse your pre-existing followers yeah it's a part of my stay on brand yeah Hmm. it's all dark friends oh wait just before we go will you read out the thank you to the patreons okay of course the patreons yeah Yeah. are they like a race from another planet (laughs) they're the the people who keep the lights on the patreons (laughs) thank you right okay oh right well thank you so much to our patreons this week link mcintyre john nicholas dwc Richard Waldman, Joe Clucko or Cluco, either way, fantastic Cluco, Chris Wyatt, and uh, producer of this week's episode, Esper Hernandez. Esper Hernandez! (laughs) 
Oh, thank you so much, Jordan. You're amazing. Also, thank you for putting up whilst we tried to put this studio together when <laughs> neither me or Anthony knows anything about sound equipment. And yet here we are all together. Here yeah. we are. Yeah. And we got something out of it. Thank you so much, Jordan. Thanks Absolutely. Thank you. Pleasure. A lovely goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.